Hi friends, I'm Amanda. And I'm Zipporah. And welcome back to Stacked. Have you missed us? More importantly, have you been reading? We hope so. But either way, Stacked is back to give you a little push. Yes, join us for season two where we'll be getting into all kinds of bookish cultural commentary. We'll be talking about problematic faves and whether we can separate the art from the artist. We'll be talking about our childhood reading nostalgia. And shout out to the Scholastic Book Fair. <laughs> oh my god, yes, shout out. <laughs> and we'll be asking, is there such a thing as a red flag book? I say yes. I say no. Mm. Mm. (laughs) Join us every Thursday for more bookish conversations and reading recommendations wherever you get your podcasts. Follow us on Instagram at TheStackedPod. Make sure you tune in. But in the meantime, pick up a book. Hi, friends. Or hi, friend. Hi, no, hi, friends. Because (laughs) today we have a guest. We do have a guest today. Our first (laughs) guest ever. Hi, everyone. Hello. (laughs) This is Nancy. Do you want to do an introduction, Amanda? Yeah, so Nancy is launched onto this <laughs> platform. Tell the people. Nancy is the founding editor of Afrida, a literary magazine that publishes short stories from Africa, all across Africa, mm. not just West Africa. <laughs> <laughs> and we actually went to the same uni. Yeah, which is actually crazy because I, I still can't remember I know. ever seeing you in university. I wasn't there really <laughs> because I only met you on the first day. You were like, you were part of the, so what's it called? ACS. ACS. Oh, good times. Yeah, I don't think I was part of the ACS. But you signed me a- up. Oh, did I? <laughs> really? Yes. I, I feel like I was ACS adjacent. So you, I was Maybe around. you were hanging. Yeah, yeah. 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 You signed me up though. Oh, did I? Yeah, and you had like a pixie cut. Okay. Okay. Oh, okay. Oh, <laughs> yeah, so we met at uni and then never saw you again. You never saw me again. Yeah. And then I saw you at Africa Rights. Yes. I Great festival. Shout yeah. out Africa Rights. Yeah. And I met you again at Africa yeah. Rights as well. Yeah. Amanda introduced us to Africa Rights. Oh, Is that yeah. real? Is that true? Yeah. I don't remember that. Well, you did. Really? Yes. I don't remember. Yeah, I can't yeah. remember anything. Which one? It was like the first one I ever even went to. So maybe like 2018 or something. Like oh, it was wow. ages ago. And you were volunteering at one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. And then I saw you again. Exactly. When you were doing of this whole country. Oh, come on. None of us remember how we met. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Yeah, but actually also, beyond just being an editor of a literary magazine, you've also edited your own books as well. Yeah, so co-edited. Co-edited. Yeah, so mm-hmm. co-edited of This Our Country, mm. uh, which is basically a collection of personal essays from acclaimed and award-winning Nigerian authors. Well, look it up, she's not playing. <laughs> so I co-edited that with Aurea Baje williams who, Lovely. yeah, is brilliant. So that was a lot of fun. Yeah, I read it. I've actually got two copies. Oh, really? Because yeah, obviously I got my own copy and then you gave me a copy. <laughs> Did you actually read it? I did read it. And I loved my favourite one. Yeah. But I feel like, this is is it is this how it starts? I really like Caleb Fermi's one. Everyone. Uh, really did everyone like, say that? Yeah. Mm. Everyone loves his. Chimamanda's one. Like, for obvious reasons. And yeah. I mean, <laughs> listen to the names that we're dropping here. <laughs> like, like, yeah, it was such a fun project. And for me, it's just, you know, there's one thing to work in publishing. There's another thing to work on projects that make your soul sing you know and you feel like 
if this is all I contribute to the world, it's fine. You know, yeah. so that was such a good project. So I loved it so much. And it was well received. People, And I who, love the cover. Oh, yeah. my gosh. By a Nigerian designer yeah, as well. Yeah, so yeah. illustrator, I should say. So yeah, everything sorry. was so intentional, you mm. know, um, even the ordering of the essays. And it stresses me out slightly. People jump. They're like, oh, my gosh, yeah. I want to read to Amanda's first. Of yeah. course you jump. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I see the guilt all over your face. <laughs> ordered it was like an album you know we just mm. wanted it to flow into each other based yes. on the theme um, renaissance yeah exactly <laughs> we all have tickets to see beyonce yeah. we all have tickets some of us have first day some have second day okay okay <laughs> no shade but but yeah that should be fun to begin with we just like to talk about kind of you know what we've been reading amazing if we have been reading so where have you been reading amazing so i'm reading a lot and it's main, mainly because I read a lot for work. So yeah. apart from a Frida, I also work as a publishing consultant, mm. meaning that I, you know, work with a lot of publishers on certain books that are coming out and help them amplify the books, mm. right? So two books I've been reading, just finished The List by Yomi Adegoke. Ooh. And I feel like everyone has kind of heard about The List or, you know, seen it because proofs went out and... For me, I feel like one thing that I'm so excited by is the fact that it meets the hype. You know mm, what I yeah. mean? <laughs> yeah, love that. Yeah. It really does. And I feel like if you are, if you have an open mind, the list is one of those books that is like, it just stays with you mm. because it's such a beautiful reflection of the world that we actually live in, if that mm. makes sense. And because of the what the book is about, it is so risky, meaning there are so many ways that Yomi could have fumbled, you yeah. know? <laughs> and like, she could have been like dragged across the world, mm. but she was so smart. Mm. And she, you know, all the potential gaps, she stylishly closed all the gaps. It was mm. really. I'm sold. It, it? No, it's such. So, it's I want so pre order. <laughs> Please pre-order. It's so smart. Can you give us a quick synopsis? Oh my gosh, so much pressure. So, okay, I'm going to do my best. Yeah. So basically, there is a couple, a verified couple, Mm. meaning they are couple goals, hashtag couple goals. One of them, the girl in the couple, so she is like, she's big on Twitter. Mm. She's a journalist. Um, Everyone loves her. She does all these, you know, pieces about feminism and all that good stuff. They are about to get married. And I think a month to their wedding, a list comes up and is dropped on the social media. Yes, the social media. So Twitter, a list comes up and is a list of alleged abusers. Everything is completely anonymous. You don't know who put them on the list. The account is a new account. So there's so many stories and so many holes but what happens is this verified couple, the guy, his it. name is on the I list. I knew it was going to be the man. <laughs> yeah. So it's fundamentally that question of what do you do if he absolutely denies that he has done anything wrong, mm. right? But you are also this, you know, feminist icon mm. in the Twitter space. Do you go ahead and marry this guy? Or, you know, do you kind of trust women because we should trust women even though it's unverified because you have no idea who put him on the list. So I feel like I've done a terrible job. No, (laughs) you you didn't. I'm like, literally, I've just (laughs) pre-ordered It's honestly, it's so good and it's so smart because, like I said, the nature of it, when you're talking about abuse, when you're talking about lists, when you're talking about 
believing women. Like, it is so tricky to mm. get right, but Yomi completely gets it right. And, you know, that's why it has been picked up. I think it was picked up by HBO. Mm. Um, so anyway, it's, it's going to be a major TV yeah. series oh, wow. very that, soon. I can see that. Like, yeah. It's so good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So good. So, yeah, so I've been reading that finished that and I've moved on to Caleb Azuma Nelson oh. um, Small, Small Worlds World. yeah mm. which I've heard really good things about yeah have you read it? no I haven't heard yet. anything I haven't even heard anything <laughs> you haven't no. I need to get it though yeah yeah mm-hmm. it's really I've only read one chapter but it's very lyrical you know and so there's is it, is it like his first one? Oh well I well, I don't know. So in terms of the writing yeah probably absolutely it is his style mm. which Open water. Yes. Damn. (laughs) So it's like open water in that it's very lyrical. And what I mean by that, there's this um, quote by Ngugi Wationgo, which says Mm. like, written words can also sing. And Mm. I was just like, I was just reading, I was like, oh my gosh, like I can... You're almost swaying with the words. It yes. just feels... It's a lot. You sound like Yomi and Caleb's agent. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I love words. He's doing a lot and it's great. The first chapter was brilliant. So, yeah, let's see how that That's goes. That's a good shout because that is, like, what I enjoyed the most about Open Water when I read it was mm. how lyrical it is. Mm. Like, and you're right, it's almost like... Because the book also talks about... He references music a lot a in lot. that book. A and lot. I feel like you can hear that like lyricalness as well in the way that he writes. It was just, yeah. But it's also... it's it's You can tell he's doing his own thing. Mm. So in terms of the rules of writing, he he's ignoring it. Yeah. And because he is... For me, he comes across as someone who is, you know, multifaceted, multidimensional in that, yes, he loves story. He loves writing, but he loves stories. Yeah. Mm. So what have you been reading, Zora? I'm back in my short story bag, actually. So I've been reading this collection called Bad Behaviour by Mary Gatskill, which is really interesting. I've only read a couple of stories in it so far, but it is quite interesting. She's definitely giving kind of like, how do I say, like cool... New York girl, mm. kind of like you know those main charactery, mm. like dysfunctional female protagonist fabulous. type story. kind of no, not no, not, not that messy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Just absolutely messy. Why do you like it? Oh no, I do like it. <laughs> no, I'm saying why do you like it? Oh, I don't know. Good just, writing. Yeah. Oh, the writing's really good. And then I just also like reading about New York. Mm. I think New York is so cool. I don't know why. Have mm. you been? Yeah, I went once, but like I went once when I was. 18 with my dad okay so it wasn't really it wasn't, yeah. <laughs> it wasn't that kind of trip exactly. yeah <laughs> i feel like i need to go back now that i'm like 20 or i was about to say i'm 21 <laughs> now that i'm 21 over 21 you don't need to know where but um, <laughs> now that i'm over 21 i know people there and i can just have like a good time amazing mm. yeah i feel like new york has this kind of like narrative around it it's just like this you know city of not dreams though i just say new york's a city of mm. That is that song. If you make it anywhere, yeah. Anywhere. And then it's I always, I think of like New York as like a writer's haven as well. I don't know why. Really, yeah, Tony Morrison. Tony Morrison lived there. I mm. feel like yeah, James Baldwin. Yeah, mm, I see mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's what I'm reading anyway. It's interesting. It's just mm. about women behaving badly. And you know, I like that. Yeah, you like that. That's so on brand. <laughs> yeah. How about you? What are you reading? I'm reading hitting. <laughs> just saying the name. Just. Get... <laughs> <laughs> Every time hitting a straight lick with a crooked stick. Yes. 
Yes. yes. By Zora Neale Hurston. Yeah. Um, yeah, so a collection of short stories. And it's very like, I don't know, I was going to say African story, but like fably, mm. like folk, like, it does feel like that. And every, I like, when I read, I like to like underline phrases that I really like, mm. with like really good writing or good sentences or good a good metaphor, but I don't underline anything in this book because mm. the plot is just the, that's the power of the story is in the plot and the lesson that you take away and it, it's so good. Every story is so good. Wow. Yeah. So good. And I feel like she also writes in that very like, in the vernacular, yeah, vernacular way. Yeah. Like I feel like you literally have to tune yourself to it. Like sometimes sound out words to like really get what's going. So I feel like I get what you mean that like the beauty of it is in like the plot because if you were to remove like sentences without context, it would just be like, yeah, it doesn't. What is this? Yeah, mm-hmm. it yeah. took me a while to like get into it. I picked up because Alice, no, Toni Morrison and Alice Walker were on the front of it, like giving it review, mm-hmm. and you can tell how they've been inspired by her. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. I love it. And this is the first time I'm reading her. I know, embarrassing. Really? You haven't yeah. you haven't read that Eyes Were Watching God? I haven't, you know. Really? I'm so sorry. For someone who is so deeply entrenched in the publishing industry, I am really not... Lit- I'm not literary like that. If what? Really? I'm really not... I don't believe you. You would yeah, be so... I don't believe that. What I've read, you're always like... We you love. would be so surprised by the books that I haven't read. And it's because... I feel like part of it is, you know... When it feels like it was old, oh, so it was written in like the forties. I'm just like, oh, <laughs> do you know what I mean? I'm like, yeah. ah, this is gonna. I don't want anything to feel like work for mm-hmm. me, even though it is my work. I want reading to feel like leisure. Yeah. So I don't want to have to, you know, bring out a calculator because I'm reading a story. <laughs> So for me, I just keep it very simple. You'd be so surprised. I'm such. I'm a not fraud. surprised. Because like it doesn't really matter. I just know that you like literary writing, whether it's current or old. oh, a hundred percent. I'm a literary mm-hmm. babe at yeah. heart. Yeah, you know, so mm-hmm. that's why I was like, girl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. We support reading what we like here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, literally, the last episode was about books, books that we, we didn't finish. finish. Ooh, yeah. that's a difficult one to do mm. because other, you know, other writers alive. Some of them. Yeah, very much. Oh, very you much guys. So. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, <laughs> you guys are messy. I would, not, I would not say anything, honestly. No, we were actually talking about it in a way like it's not always about the book. Yeah. Sometimes you don't finish things because you're just not... We would say, like for me, I was saying, because I'm watching so many series on Netflix, yeah. I can't get into it. You know it. what's weird with me? And I probably need to work on it. I can't criticise anything publicly. Mm. And particularly when it relates to art. And it's because... And I'm not saying that you shouldn't have done the episode. It's probably brilliant. I'm going to listen to it. Because <laughs> I like mess, obviously. But, but, you know, I think art is so spiritual, oh, right? Yeah. And it's just... It's when you put... I know what it means to put your heart and soul into something. Yeah. And then to read a review that says it was crap, right? I just, and I'm not saying, again, not in reference to what you guys said. So mm. I just find it difficult. So if I watch something on Netflix and I hate it, I might write something on Twitter and then I quickly delete it. I'm like, oh, oh. my God. I'm like, I can't. In my soul, it just feels, I can't put that energy out into the world. Yeah. I just, mm-hmm. you know, just somebody somewhere enjoyed it and... You know, if that's what you need. Good for you. (laughs) (laughs) That's what you need. So, yeah. No, I hear that. I hear that. But I think sometimes, like, 
Yeah, you don't have to be say it's crap, but you can talk about why it wasn't for you. A hundred percent. But also critique is so necessary to art and exactly. the, the world we live in. So that's mm-hmm. what I mean. It's very illogical what I do, but I just find mm-hmm. it difficult. No, but there are brave souls out there that are doing it every day. Yeah. Guy. And then also I think it like because we're from like the UK from London, you're not that far removed from anyone. A hundred percent. You're not that far removed from anybody. Yeah. <laughs> just go on Instagram, you'll see. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, if I don't like a book, I just shut up. Yeah, know. yeah, no, and I, th- I don't, oh, yeah. I would, I criticize my friends. I yeah, think actually, yeah, yeah. When especially I think when it comes to like UK writers, black mm. writers, like I do not criticize. I'm not saying publicly. anything about a black writer. Yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> no, honestly, like, I'm, buy their book, buy their no, book. Not doing yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. Okay, well, let's get into this episode. Yeah. So. We brought on Nancy because obviously Nancy has founded a magazine and this episode is about literary magazines. So for anyone who isn't familiar with them, they are periodicals devoted to literature and they'll include things like short stories, poems, essays, book reviews, um, sometimes criticisms and loads of different stuff depending on the magazine. Mm. Examples include The New Yorker, The Paris Review, Afrida, Bad Form, Granta, Granta, yeah, Mm. ETC. Yeah, there's some crossbreeds like Gaudem because I feel like Gaudem also did stories every now and then, did yeah. some book reviews. They covered a lot of ground. I personally love literary magazines because whenever I fall off the reading wagon, the reading wagon, mm-hmm. like I have now, I I subscribe to the New Yorker. No, I actually don't subscribe. It was a gift. Oh. I was gifted it. Oh, that's lovely. lovely. Yeah, a year subscription. Oh, so like now, whenever I fall off, mm-hmm. I'll just be like, oh, the magazine's here. So I'll just, oh. I'll read that. But yeah, I love them. I feel like they're like a runway for like new writers, mm. new styles of writing. Mm. Um, yeah, experimentation. Yeah. yeah. And the truth is that like, obviously books, the book industry in general is not a lucrative industry. Mm. And then literary mags, I feel like... Okay, can we go? Can, yeah, can we go back to it's not a lucrative industry? It's not based on what? What? Like, if you're talking about like industries where you go into to say I'm going to make some cash, I don't think the f- top of the list is I'm going to be a writer. Oh, so you're talking about from the right as a writer? Yeah, mm. yeah, fine, yeah. fine. Because the industry makes do you think, a do you lot think, of money. Do you think like publishers make a lot of money? It's not about think publishers ah! make publishers make a lot of money. Okay. You know. A hundred percent. So many millions of books are sold. So in Mm. terms of, you know, the the economics in terms of how that trickles down to the author, that's another conversation. But publishing, I think, is a lucrative industry. And Mm. and and I so publishing is lucrative, guys. So you wouldn't start a found a publishing house. Get. (laughs) I feel like with literary magazines, it doesn't feel like, except for like the New Yorker, which Mm -hmm. I think they make like. Um, probably over a million mm. but like over one million it says mm-hmm. I don't feel like they're like that they don't have like mass readership magazines yeah so I think so even when I talk about there's money in publishing I'm talking about the top of publishing right yeah. so I'm talking about the the reason why you know CEOs for example are living lavish or having a great life is because of course there's money to be made in publishing but I think when you think about the literary landscape there is like, you know, the notion that you're not in it to make money, right? So it is like a passion project. It is a labour of love. And I think particularly the more literary you go, as opposed to kind of commercial, the 
you know, it's reflected in the fact that literary audiences are seen as significantly smaller than commercial audiences. So I see what you're saying in mm-hmm. terms of it not feeling lucrative. Mm-hmm. And certainly I'm sure a lot of editors do not feel like publishing is lucrative. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. So, so yeah. But yeah, so, so but do we, do we agree that magazines are less sought after or like have less mass readership than hundred percent yeah 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 and 100%. i think also literary magazines have like less readership than just normal magazines yeah absolutely yeah. which i think is so strange and, and yeah. even even now like there were there was a time i'm sure where you know a, a magazine whether it's literary or not used to be your main source of gossip your mm. main source of this is happening in the society bro everyone's on twitter everyone's on instagram everyone's on tiktok yeah. right mm. so you don't, in terms of the role it plays in your life, yeah. it's a small, it's significantly smaller than it was, you know, 50, 60 years ago. Yeah. So that obviously mm-hmm. affects the economics as well. Yeah, so then this episode is about kind of supporting them <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. reminding everyone why they're important and yeah. what they have to offer. And highlighting some as well. Yeah, you know? yeah. So I wanted to ask you guys first, yeah, like how did you, if you read them, how did you get into it? I think for me, you know, I love a short story. Mm. I've always been like a lover of short stories. I think it's such an underappreciated like literary form. Mm. Like, I don't know why like short stories are kind yeah. of seen as um, not as impressive, not as like, yeah, like they don't have as much artistic merit as mm. like a whole entire novel. But mm. I feel like there's, it's literally an art, like a perfect short story is yeah. not something that's easily done. Agreed. But so I've just always loved them. And then I would always search online because I wanted to read short stories from African writers. And I think actually I came across, it was probably a Chimamanda one. I don't remember which one it was, but mm. it was definitely probably on like Granta or something. Mm. And I read it and I was like, this is just readily, freely available yeah. everywhere. <laughs> mm. Like, I can just go online and I can read all these, like, short stories for free. And I was like, oh, that's incredible. So I started, like, researching more and more and I discovered some. I think Granta was the one that I first really discovered. But then I wanted to find more that were made by and for people who look like me that are going to, like, highlight and showcase stories from underrepresented, like, writers as well. So then from there I found ones like Asele... Lowway, which I was there, I was lucky to do my first editorial internship there as well. Oh, nice. Yeah, they're really nice. I, re- I really like Troy. Shout out to Troy again. Shout out to Troy. Yeah, and his book. He has a new book out, doesn't he? Yes. Yeah, okay. I think something about butterflies. For what are butterflies called. without wings? For what are butterflies without wings? You hear that title? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's yeah. So that was my introduction to it. Nice. Like, I think, again, I'm not someone who is. I've run a literary magazine, but I'm not like, oh my gosh, I love literary magazines. (laughs) What I mean by that is, in terms of my interactions with the Granters or the New Yorker, Mm. it is, again, like you say, I'm so sorry, we've said her name so many times, we're probably going to say it like 10 more times, Chimamanda, Chimamanda. right? So so it's me knowing that there is a piece that she has written here, so I seek it out. So I am on that page or on that website to read this story, and... I think it also speaks to the fact that, yeah, I am specifically interested in African stories and stories that feel like home. So it could be Africans across the diaspora, for example, meaning that if there's this beautiful, lyrical, experimental short story from Russia, Mm. I might not read it. Mm. Right. So I, I don't I don't necessarily care for everything they publish, but I'm very focused on, 
you know, the authors that I enjoy, if they have a new piece on certain literary magazines, then I'm going to actively seek it out. So, yeah. Yeah, I think that's me. It's quite similar. (laughs) No, because with Zadie Smith, I think I was reading her books, but then I just wanted something quicker from her because a lot of her books, they're thick. They're not like thick, but they're thick-ish. And then I just started Googling short stories and then she came. She does a lot for The New Yorker, actually. Yeah. Um, So it's like a quick way to access your... Like Ocean Vong also has loads of stuff on there. Um, But I actually... Yeah, so after like finding Zadie Smith, but I didn't think of the magazine as a magazine. I just like, here's access to Zadie Mm. Smith. Let me not act like I know her. (laughs) (laughs) But then like when I... I feel like Afrida was the first Mm. magazine that I saw as a magazine. Mm. That's very interesting. And also when we're talking about magazines, are we... We're speaking about print and online, right? Yeah, print yeah. and online, yeah. And it's interesting. Even, I didn't even see Afrida as, I wasn't setting out to create a literary magazine because I didn't know what a literary magazine was. Do you mm. know what I mean? I started Afrida when I was 20. Like, mm, I knew wow. nothing about publishing. <laughs> I was so far removed from the publishing industry. I ended up working in publishing after setting up Afrida because I realised, mm. I don't know what I'm doing. Oh my God. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it would be a great idea to go into a publishing industry and figure out what the hell I'm doing. But for me, it was this idea of, I was reading short stories. So I love what you said about short stories. They're mm. my first love. Mm. I was reading a collection, like a physical book of short stories and thinking, oh, this is it. This is what I want. Something mm. that's quick, easy, fast paced. Then I was coming across incredible short stories on people's personal blogs. And then I was like, oh my gosh, there has to be this space online, this hub where I can just house these stories, mm. right? So even the title of literary magazine, it felt at times a bit like stifling in terms of, oh my gosh, that means that we have to do reviews and we have to do that. Mm. I mean, mm. you know what I mean? I'm like, <laughs> it's quite like hybrid, yeah, isn't it? It sounds very like exactly. Literary <laughs> <laughs> do you read? Yeah, yeah. exactly. And I didn't want it to be like that, but then at a point, I had to just accept this is actually a literary Show magazine. Yeah. <laughs> Show that this is actually a literary magazine. Uh. So that literally was it in terms of I need this hub, and I didn't necessarily have the the language I didn't know what to call it because I hadn't seen it done before and I remember there was one time I was applying for funding this was oh I don't know I was like 21 I didn't know what I was doing and I was just like pitching my heart out and I was like oh it's this it's this and it's this and then the the interviewer he was like he listened to me kind of passionately speak about this thing that I was doing he was like so it's a blog right (laughs) (laughs) and I don't I was so offended by the idea that it was a blog. So I knew it wasn't a blog. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But I didn't know what to call it. So then I ended up calling it like an online magazine. And then, oh, but it's about literature. So it's literary. Yeah. So I came up with this idea of literary magazine before I realised there is such things as literary Literary magazines. Do you know Mm. what I mean? So yeah, that was the motivation. Just to read more of our stories in a very kind of accessible, easy way. And I think what you spoke about in terms of, you know, seeing the Zadie Smith story and being like, oh, you said it in terms of this is free. Like, this is just Mm. out there. Mm. For me, a lot of it was the fact that I wanted people on the continent to have like free and easy access to these stories because, you know, something being £10 a month might be fine for us. But when you do the currency conversion, it does not make sense in the context of maybe someone living in Malawi, you know? Exactly. So I think easy access and accessibility was like, core for me and Mm. that's why we have never gone down the subscription model ever Mm. you know it's always free and open to all I love that 
What? And you're so right about the accessibility. I'd mm. never even thought of that. Because, like, let's say I'm in Africa. Can I get a New Yorker subscription? Uh, some people can. Can I, can I get it? I mean, <laughs> my, my friends are... Shout out to Temi and Calico. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, You're, you have one, Amanda. <laughs> I love that. No, I like, it's, tr- it's completely true, you know, so... Yeah, yeah. I guess, but then I, another thing I wanted to ask, but you kind of slipped in because you started talking about applying for funding. Mm. What have been the challenges with Afrida? Like, keeping it out making sure that it reaches the people you want it to reach. Yeah, I think the the benefit that I have is that when I was starting it, it was always a side hustle, but it wasn't a side hustle. It was a side hustle, but not in the sense that I needed to make money from it. Mm. It was always a labour of love. A Frida mm. is what I did first thing in the morning before I got ready to work. Wow. If I could squirrel away 30 minutes during my lunch break after work, right? But it's because I loved... And I love it so much, mm-hmm. meaning I am able to, I'm able to draw from, I don't have any expectations in terms of this needs to make money. If it's not making money, it's not successful. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. All it requires is my energy and then eventually energy from other people who want to sew into what we're doing. Does that yeah. make sense? So in terms of funding, what it has been, we haven't actually received funding for like a Frida. It has been self-funded. If we do receive funding, it's just a bonus. It's yeah. like, oh, mm. great. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. As opposed to, oh, we cannot, yeah. you know, last another Not, two yeah. weeks without funding, yeah. you know? So I think that has been the benefit for me. Yeah. But it also speaks to the fact that I was comfortable to do a lot of things by myself. Yeah. Yeah. There are other literary magazines that need significantly more support. Mm. And in those cases, they absolutely do rely on kind of finding a way to make it sustainable. And we're in that season now in terms of sustainability and what does that look like and what does partnerships look like. But not having funding wasn't a problem. Yeah. Yeah. And that's actually like you. That's a good point, because I'm thinking like. When I wanted to do this episode, the things I was thinking about is it feels like literary magazines are a labor of love. Mm-hmm. And like I was telling Zipporah that Granta was recently saved by like like a millionaire mm. who bought it and then allowed them to keep mm. going. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking if Granta yeah. cannot survive on its own, then like, then, yeah. yeah, is it always going to be a labor of love, like relying on your passion? Mm. And like that's why when you came in, we were asking you about. Like we were talking about how sad we were that Gaudem mm. closed and we're wondering like, does it always have to be a labour of love? How do you make money? Like, I mean, I know you're saying that you're kind of at the start of that, but I imagine that you also want to get to a point where Afrida yeah. is bringing in. A hundred percent. And for me, it's, I think it's not, my solution is not, ooh, should I say this? You can <laughs> chop it up. You can chop it up. <laughs> yeah. I think my solution, and I'm just speaking about for Afrida specifically, yeah. like I said, it's not subscriptions. It's yeah. not the value The value is the story. Therefore, the reader has to pay for the story. That is not our model, right? Because like I said, accessibility is key for us and we want as many people to read it as possible. I would prefer that 100 people read it for free than two people read it because they could afford to pay for it, you know? Mm. So for me, I am really kind of big on this idea of what do you have in your hands, right? So if you are able to amass a sizable following Mm. and everyone in this following, you can, you know, break down the demographics and you you can say, you know, our biggest audience is 25 to 34. They tend to listen to this kind of music. They are interested in these kind of, you know, these kind of literary things. Then you can go to 
again, then you can go to like a bank, a kind of, you know, African bank and say, are you trying to target this audience? Is there a kind of creative, fun, content-based partnership that we can do that you can sponsor? Mm. So part, because I have a background in partnerships, I love this idea of what do you have in your hands? And I think there's a lot of kind of literary magazines that just see the sole, the only way we can make money is by subscriptions you know mm. and I think that is very limiting because you know look at the world that we're in like forget literary magazines for a second even if you think about journalism you mm. know BuzzFeed has yeah. BuzzFeed I mean that was what three days ago yeah. or something that's so it, everything is changing so yeah. I think it's really important to just think outside of the box in terms of what is the value here yeah. um, and how can we you know leverage this so for the people who would want to submit to you, Frida. What kind of stories are we usually looking for here? <laughs> like, what are the stories that you read and that grabs you and you're like, this is what I set this up for? Perfect. So, I think... <laughs> For me, it's, we are very, as a literary magazine, we are also very fluid. Like, even mm. if you look at our submissions page, it's not kind of, oh, it needs to be Times New Roman, 12, you know, one spacing. Like, people are so rigid in terms of this is how a submission needs to look. For yeah. us, we are, interestingly, we are stories first, literature second. Yes. Which, for me, is very big in terms of, I want this story to for a second just transport me into your world but also the work that we're doing with Afrida yes is to publish stories from the continent or from across the diaspora but for me it's about broadening our understanding of the world mm. there is value in me a black British Nigerian in London understanding an element of society in Mozambique that yeah. is so powerful you yeah. know and so for me if I'm reading a story and it just opens my world to something or it makes me think about something differently or I just feel a part of that world mm. I think it's what I'm personally looking for like mm. Amanda I don't know if it's yeah. I don't know if you're hiding no the I'm not hiding you... I was literally just gonna say I yeah. haven't said this but <laughs> I work with Nancy I'm yeah. reader <laughs> Do I say it? No, I was going to add in. But. We have like submissible is what kind of the stories come to us in. And yeah. so we have like different rounds of people reading it and saying yes or no. Okay. Amanda is a beast. Like she is literally, she's going to reject story after story oh, after Amanda. story. <laughs> no, but it's she's like, killing I, people's dreams. Not even like that, but like, I think I know if I don't like something. You're killing people's dreams. And I feel dreams. like, no, <laughs> she's, she's saying that. I yeah. know what good writing is. <laughs> No, I know what I like. Yeah. And luckily oh, yeah. there's four of us. Yeah, yeah, so all three yeah, of us, four yeah. of us. So like, it's kind of like, this isn't, I don't like it, but then maybe someone else will yeah, like yeah, it. Yeah. And there's one story that Nancy, I feel like sometimes you... I, what? Sometimes you're like, I hate it, guys. <laughs> <laughs> And actually, that's when I become a dictator. That's what I'm like. No, but sometimes I, you lean. One time, all three of us were against. So like, no, Nancy, this is saying. <laughs> <laughs> that is so funny. But so I think also, like I said, starting it at 20 years old, not being in the literary world, mm -hmm. everything is great. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So in terms of my threshold in terms of my understanding of what is good and what isn't and then I also have this conversation of like what is good like can you say something is objectively bad do you know what I no, mean you can't we can't yeah. so we can't. don't say that at yeah. Frida at all we just say it's not right for a Frida full yeah. stop you know go off and prosper somewhere else you know yeah but yeah 
Amanda's a beast. Yeah, I think I think <laughs> well, yes, I am. I think so in the sense that like if like I feel like Kim is more the like oh she's lovely. Kim is just an but angel. It's not... But yeah, she when it comes to the submissions, Kim's lovely. And yeah, that's what you need. You need her to balance us out, mm. I think. So yeah. Yeah. Yeah, probably cut everyone, Amanda. <laughs> no, I don't cut everyone, but I like I know what I I feel like you can tell. We, we talked about this yeah. already. Like you just know when it's like no, Does it I come... was the same a lot of way as well. I was like, mm. I'm not playing about. Yeah. <laughs> like... But it's it's so important in terms of even when you think about literary magazines and you know their success, you have to deliver on a promise. Mm. So I have I need my audience, I need the Afrida audience to know if this is published on Afrida, there is a standard that it has met. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I will not make you read this for seven minutes and it be crap. Do you know mm. what I mean? Mm. So I think that's why, same with Lolway, like you, you just have all these, there's certain granta, for example, you just know it's going to be good. It's going to be know? good. It's going to be so good. So that's why it's important to have beasts on the team as well. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, like I'm doing a service. No, but even like so, I work at Afrida, but yeah. I submitted my first story that I ever wrote to Afrida. Yeah, but I submitted it anonymous, anonymously. Yeah, I remember you saying yeah. this, like you'd submit it anonymously. I was like, you work there. Yeah. <laughs> but I get why you would do yeah, it. Yeah, because if it was bad, I wanted to know. Mm. Like I didn't want it to be like, oh well, you because tr- I know you guys have been nice. Yeah, but the thing is that also another thing is there is an element. What we haven't had in the past is resource in terms of time like I said it's a labor of love it's something that you're doing alongside a full-time job what I can't do is you know spend a day half a day editing because there are some really good stories that just need an edit yes and I just can't do the edit and that's why we say no not because it's not good but it's because in terms of resource absolutely we want something that will it's just yes there needs to be edits but minimal you know yeah yeah that's true like a lot of this I love reading all the stories I love all the perspectives but sometimes I'm like this isn't ready to go yeah exactly that yeah can I ask what you guys like acceptance rate is for the stories I think it's really low I was gonna say (laughs) yeah (laughs) it's maybe like five percent you know which is it's really low but another thing with I can tell really quickly Mm. you know you can you can just when you've been doing it for so long you can you can just tell like sometimes it's the first sentence honestly (laughs) honestly and you know I do my best to read as much of it as possible but yeah I would say I would say five percent I think that's the only way I try to honor them I read the whole thing I try to to be like yeah. I tried. I tried. Yeah. I tried. <laughs> yeah. So I guess, yeah, the next thing we want to talk about is that lit- literary magazines are a good place if you're a new writer to, to practice. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And obviously this is where I Yeah, I'll very own Amanda. <laughs> you're so annoying. <laughs> The story that I submitted was um, Our Father to Afrida. And it, they took it. You guys took it. Yeah. I wish I was there when you were deciding. What did you think? I lo- For me, I love that story. And I think it's kind of my best kind of story in terms of the fact that it's not... Not a lot happens. Mm. Does that make sense? It's not like, oh, this happens and this happens and this happens. No, it's like it's, it's quiet and mm. it's slow mm. and it makes you focus. I think there was... This is me just from memory. There was something about somebody, his uniform. Mm. And I was just like, who picks that up? Who 
who talks about someone's uniform like that. Mm. This is just from memory. I mm. probably haven't, I should have read it before this. <laughs> but, but that shows that I maybe read this story a year ago. Mm. And in my mind, I'm thinking about a uniform. Mm. For me, that is the power of good storytelling, yeah. you know? And so that's, me that's what I love. Yeah. yeah. yeah like honestly. a lasting image, right? And like, Take I it. completely agree. Like, that's something I really love about your writing. Like, mm. this story in particular is that they're literally, they're like character studies. You're yeah. so good. And like, honing in on specific elements of like a character and like kind of like explaining in small ways how that will make them a very specific kind of person Mm. but also highlighting the mundane you know and that's and for me that's what I love about story or like Mm. good writing where it's like something that you think is insignificant actually could be written about in a way that makes you stop and take notice so I really love that as well and can I just say also I think you're good at writing men I think you're good at writing men. And I feel like you give them a certain kind of like humanity (laughs) that they sometimes don't even give themselves when they write about themselves. Do you get what I mean? Like, especially like with our father, like just that kind of quiet loneliness to Mm. me that comes through in this story. I feel like I'm going to cry. You're really good. You are really good. But like, honestly, yeah, I love that. Like, so what were your, like as a writer who was starting out and you're trying to get your name out there. What motivated you to like start going for literary magazines, like to start sending your stories to them? And is this something that you would recommend to other like budding writers? I feel like, I don't know. I think I just saw all the people, like obviously we get loads of submissions in mm-hmm. and I just feel like I want to be brave. Like, yeah, you're like I can do that. Yeah. like <laughs> no, But generally not in that way of like, I can do this, but yeah. like, it's like me, why not me as well? Yeah. Like, why don't I put my hat in the ring? I think that was the first story I ever wrote. Mm. And I wrote it like maybe in like a week. And I was like, this this is not bad. (laughs) That's brilliant. Yeah, Yeah, I was like, I'm not ashamed of this. Yeah, (laughs) I think it's great because a lot of people who want to write think that means I have to write a novel. That means I have to write 80,000 words. I'm telling you this thing is about 10 words. You see? (laughs) It's not 10 words. But the idea (laughs) that like there's an entry point. So Mm. it's like it only, it can be a thousand words or 500 words and somebody's going to show it. Yeah. That's, I think, you know, very encouraging yeah. for new yeah. writers Yeah, and then, because well. I, tr- for, like, I submitted to Afrida, but obviously if you submit to others, it's like, you can, tr- you trust the taste of the people who run these yeah, things exactly. because they love to read. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So it felt so good mm. to be chosen knowing that they didn't know it was me. Mm-hmm. And then when they knew it was me, I was like, no, when they accepted, I was like, it's me. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. I was like, change oh the name, it's me. <laughs> I remember. <laughs> that is so funny. And it's not your own. You've got two of yours. Oh, God. Yeah, okay. yeah, two of them which now. Which one yeah. was the other one? The other one was Accessory, which oh, I yeah. submitted to a short story competition with Bad Oh, form. I like that mm. one. Yeah. See, another one that also sticks in my head because of that detail that you put in head. about her skirt. Oh. Like Mine was bald head. head. Oh. Yeah, that's not in my head. You yeah. see? <laughs> I feel like there's like images and flashes that yes. you like impart in the like thing and they'll be so like impactful. Honestly, mm. I feel like, like a real writer right now. You, you are. are. Okay, I'm gonna try guys. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I think that definitely do it because it's it's just so encouraging. And even mm. if it's like you don't hear back, because sometimes you don't. Mm. I just feel like I think Nancy said it to me like it's a numbers game. Mm. Like just keep keep 100%. going. Like keep doing it. One of them, one of them, someone's gonna stick. A hundred percent, definitely. Yeah. So you're gonna read it out? Absolutely not. <laughs> 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 
So yeah, oh. guys, I'll drop the link in the yeah, in the bio. <laughs> link in bio. <laughs> I love <laughs> it. Read Amanda's story. <laughs> no, go to www.holdmyearrings.com. Oh, oh yeah, that thing yeah. is still there. <laughs> yeah. Wait, wait, wait. No, sorry. www.holdmyearrings.wordpress.com. Okay. <laughs> no, I think it works both ways. Okay, great. Oh, yeah. That's good. Either or. But also, it's a poor right. So when no, when will you submit? <laughs> Oh yeah, you do write. Allegedly, you? Oh, no, you no. definitely it's write. Actually, so alleged. Like I can't even Just pretend. The no. last short story I wrote was literally. It was last this... year. That's close. But that's not bad. No, I didn't finish it. So like, maybe one day. I think after I'm done, like with my dissertation and like whatever else, and I'm You're just in free. Uni. Yeah, because when I went when I was younger, I didn't finish. So okay. like I'm doing, I'm finishing finally this time. Yeah, wrapping up third year, and like I feel like that's always been kind of like holding me back in terms of like writing, because almost in my head, I think of writing as like a, not like frivolous, but I'm like. Especially when I'm just like writing short stories. I'm just like, la, 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 la. That's like, what it feels like head, when you write. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm there like. <laughs> it feels like I think in my head, I'm like, you should be writing an essay. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm like, you should be doing some work. <laughs> um, but like, hopefully once I get all that out the way, like there's so many short stories that I, I want to finish. Like yeah, I need yeah, to finish. I love that. And then, yeah, Dory, my anonymous submissions will be coming through. I too. love it. I love it. <laughs> Nancy, you've never wanted to write, have you? So, uh, not actually fiction, mm. but I'm really interested in like, I really love personal essays. Mm. That's my new bag. Like, honestly, the idea that, you know, fiction is great. I love fiction, but real life, there's mm. so much to explore, you mm. know? And I love when personal essays feel like fiction, if that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, like, what was it called? Narrative Non-fiction. Narrative non-fiction. non-fiction. So yeah. narrative mm. non-fiction. And that's what I mean by personal essay. And the mm. problem is that, you know, what we're doing with Afrida, so we're we're opening for submissions very soon and we're opening up to personal essays. But the problem is that people send you like scholarly essays because they don't oh. understand mm. what we mean by narrative non-fiction. So, mm. you know, we're going to give it another try because I really, I really want to kind of expand that. Yeah. So I guess the answer to your question is not fiction, but yeah. I really love narrative nonfiction. So I'm looking forward to reading it. Yeah. I remember Still... the thing you wrote about Beyonce. Okay. Oh, I need to read that. That was so um risky. Oh my god. Did you get attacked? I didn't, but I could have. And yeah, the why? only reason I didn't was because like Behive didn't see it. It was fine. It was literally <laughs> yeah, I, I think say <laughs> Don't say it, we don't want them to say like, it. Like, the VO. <laughs> it was fine. I, it was very respectful. It's just the idea that after the Lion King came out she did some interviews which she rarely does actually yeah, and yeah. she was like it's a love letter to Africa mm-hmm. yeah? yeah and it's like A they're just mm. really I was just like stop saying Africa stop yeah. stop 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 and the reason is like this is a movie about animals and like mm. Lion King is literally animals talking mm. and we do not even know where they are okay <laughs> like it's like a made up do you know what I mean it's so stop talking about Africa leave us alone because we are not involved do you know what I mean so I think that's what that piece was um, so yeah more of that I'm open to but not about Beyonce <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it was your Beyonce accent (laughs) it's just Africa Africa. I was just like nah sorry we love you Beyonce you need (laughs) yeah so we asked you guys if you like to read literary magazines and why and Heijin sent us 
a voice note of why she likes to read them. I'm a big fan of literary magazines like The New Yorker, the FT magazine, and it's really cool academic magazine called Eon, which is online. And firstly, I really like them because they cover a plethora of issues on various cultural phenomena, um, politics, and even very technical subjects like on science and economics. Yeah, so I, I really like how they're very short, immersive pieces that are very low commitment that allow you to learn a lot about a given topic. And another thing that I really enjoy is that you get to learn about all sorts of random topics that you wouldn't otherwise go out of your way to find out more about. So you just kind of end up reading about an issue just because it's there in front of you in a given issue of a magazine. I also quite like how portable they are and like the variety of articles that are included. So instead of having to lug around a really heavy book um, on the tube or something, you just have this very light magazine with articles on a variety of issues. So that's quite convenient. I also really like the book reviews in these magazines because you know, they're written by people who who probably like read for a living on their given area of expertise. So it's quite an easy way to decide whether to invest your time in reading a particular book or not. So yeah, those are all the reasons why I like literary magazines. Yeah, I totally agree. Like I love how light they are. Mm-hmm. Like if I'm going out and I don't, and I'm like small bag mm-hmm. or like deep pocket, mm-hmm. I'm just like scrunch up my... Yeah. <laughs> I know it sounds bad that I scrunch it, but sometimes I... Be I roll up my New York and I'm just like... Yeah, but also, like we said, it's online as well. Exactly, yeah. it's your, like phone. your phone. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah it's on the train, you're scrolling. percent You can read a whole story. And she's so right about like how immersive they are. Exactly. Because like short stories have to be impactful. It has to be immersive because it's only got a couple of pages to 100%. literally deliver a whole entire mm. plot line, right? Mm. So that's what... Yeah, I love that as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like that. it's also a good way to engage with popular culture in the way that I like to talk about it, which is like a very human mm. perspective. Like mm-hmm. there's like, I think the recent New York home was like about AI. Mm. Or like we talked about that Loway story where oh, the girl talked about online bullying. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it just feels like, I don't know. No, I or, get what you or mean. E- or even like with, with Afrida, like my favorite thing is how obsessed you are that it's not focused on West Africa mm. because there's so many different parts of Africa. That I'm sorry, yeah, I didn't, 100%. I wasn't. Mm-hmm. And we need to do better with that, and that's why I'm so excited for the new submission. Just being proactive because yeah. the thing with that is if you just say submissions are open, yeah. 99.9% are yeah. Nigerian. Okay, really? let's, let's, Oh my gosh, absolutely. Guys, where are the Liberians? But you know, I have not seen a Liberian. You guys, but please move to the side. <laughs> it's so important, you know, but you, we have to be, that's what I'm saying, you have to be proactive yeah. in yeah. terms of going out to fight, because they exist. Yeah. Mm. The problem is that they probably do not, haven't heard about Frida. Yeah. And that's on us, not on them, yeah. you know. So, yeah. so No, I agree, because I'm like, what are people writing in Namibia? I want to know. I want to know. I want to know. know. What are the pressing matters? What does life look like there? A hundred percent. I want to know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but that's what I love about Afrida. That yeah. even the, the the Somalian story. Yeah, I was like, well, I never that's have heard it. a story from Somalia. That's mm-hmm. it. But mm-hmm. guess what? Like the story from Somalia doesn't feel too different from the story from Nigeria because, yeah, because we're all, yeah. we, do you know what I mean? It's yes, we're going back to the heart of what it means to be human. Mm-hmm. You know, so but no, guys, submit to Afrida. Submissions yes. are open. First of May. First of May. First of May. Nice. First of May. We'll be reading. Yeah, <laughs> it's fun. Yeah. <laughs> OK, 
Okay, so now it's time for our book recommendation section, which is when you guys send in book requests and we recommend some books for you. Nice and easy. And today we have Nancy with us, of course. So you've got an extra voice and a whole (laughs) extra mental library to hopefully draw from. Nice. Um, Amanda, I'll let you read the Oh, yes. Yes. Okay, so this guy has says... Says? (laughs) My grandmother today has been... (laughs) This guy has... Said, I have a book club with the guys and it's my turn to recommend a book. Men reading, we love to see it. <laughs> We've done a lot of non-fiction already and we just finished Visible Man by Edward Enninful. I want to choose a fiction book that's engaging and I don't need to work for or fight to get to the end because I will just give it, give up on it. Mm. Yeah. It's okay. a great one. Okay. What's everyone thinking? I would recommend The Fisherman. Um, oh. Yeah, and for me, I feel like the way the publishing industry is is the hot books are like the front list titles that are just coming out. Mm. Then we forget about the books that came out six years ago yeah. or like ten years ago. The Fisherman came out a while ago, but yeah. for me, it's just a beautiful reflection on the love between siblings. In this case, the love between brothers, mm. and like oh, you know nice. what I mean. Yes. So I think that would be um perfect, yeah. and it's. Yeah, it's not a lot. You can read it and yeah, it's, it's engaging long, yeah. and it will grip you and it's brilliant. Is it Chigoze Obioma? Yeah, Chigoze, yeah, Chigoze yeah. Obioma, yeah. Okay, yeah. lovely. That's such a good shout. And yeah. honestly, that book has been on my shelf. For... Oh my gosh, it's so good. Is that, I'm, I'm actually, my friend, I, I borrowed it to my friend. Yeah. Amaka. Have you read it? Come Send on, Amaka, please. Bring it back. <laughs> have you read it? No, because she was like, I want to read it. And I was like, has she read it? Then. Amaka, have you read it? <laughs> It's so good because a lot of times you read about romantic love, but yeah. rarely do you read about love between siblings. Mm. Oh, so good. Okay. I am so into books that like explore other types of love yes. that aren't just romantic. Yeah. Because I can't yeah. really do the rom like the like the romance books. Like I'm not big on that. Oh, but like when it's exploring other kinds of love, like yeah. I want to get especially you know what I'm obsessed with? Which is like mother-daughter dynamics. Mm. Yeah obsessed with it but I'm sorry that's not what you asked for <laughs> I was I read a book with the guys and I'm like mother and daughter <laughs> there's a daughter's I was thinking Transcendent Kingdom oh girl you don't think so no you don't Transcendent Kingdom I loved that book I couldn't put it down I love it I love it for his recommendation. You thought you had to struggle through that no you have to be a really like literary it's slow what happens in that book I think what she likes. She does this. She does <laughs> so this thing where she like slowly drips in. What actually did, did he did he ask for slowly drip? Yeah. No, no. But he, he said he wants to be engaged. He but he say, says he doesn't want to no. work for it. You don't have to work for it. No. <laughs> have you read it? Transcendent yeah. Kingdom. It's so good. Unless you're committed, <coughs> you won't finish the book. I don't believe that. I love that book, and I'm saying it as one of my favorite books. No, but I'm doing it as like the way that I because this book like Sally Rooney I was like this. Mm-hmm. Transcendent Kingdom I was like this. For me, it was one of those books that it didn't. I didn't feel like I worked for it. It's called you a literary babe. Do you no. know what I mean? I know. I, you feel like it was... I don't feel in like it wasn't no people, Toni Morrison. No. <laughs> in terms of people who ask for books or book recommendations, yeah. I am very... You know, I veer towards... It can be literary, but like commercial literary. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like Transcendent Kingdom is literary literary. I think it's like... And what's that I, thing that does it? That crossover. Those, yeah, there's literary books that can go commercial. Nothing happens. What happens in that book? But it doesn't matter because it's engaging. <laughs> it it's engaging too. <laughs> 
to you. Why does it matter? And you know, it's so scary. When people ask for book recommendations, I don't want to give them something where they won't finish it because they'll just give up on reading yeah, yeah, if, yeah. They're not, if they're not readers, yeah. right? Wow. Listen, just the fishermen, okay? Yeah. <laughs> that's, what, that's what you need. Don't, the fishermen. Don't no, Tragic don't Kingdom is a brilliant book. It is It's amazing. <laughs> okay. I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. Um, I actually didn't have one, so I'm going to let you two find it out. <laughs> No, it's a good book. The Fisherman number one yeah. is a short, it's a short fire. But if you're feeling risque, <laughs> I love it. I, love I was it. actually also we have talked about about him earlier in the episode, but yeah. I was just gonna say a Kalamazoo and Nelson one as yeah. well, and they're like nice and short. I feel yeah, like, yeah, yeah. and like they are literally. But I feel like they have plot. Yeah, like Small Worlds isn't out yet. Mm-hmm. It's out soon. Um, no, he's. I think it's next week. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. open water. <laughs> in that case. So yeah, I love it. Okay, well check them check them out or check. Whatever you choose, let us yeah, know. Let us know which one you chose. Yeah. And if the I'm guys liked the it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let us know what the guys said. <laughs> okay, takeaways. Yeah, so what do you guys, what are you taking away from this about literary magazines? Yeah, I feel like this has been so informative. You really came like a wealth of like knowledge oh, and so. opinions to share. Like, honestly, I hope so. I've taken away so much. But I think like the main one is just kind of like how essential these magazines are yeah. for like getting new voices out there. And also how like important it is to start things for ourselves, mm-hmm. you know? Absolutely. Yeah, just like start things for ourselves and have that kind of like infrastructure and in, like in place so you don't have to keep going to other tables and begging. 100%. That's mm. it. Yeah. That's it. Going to other tables and begging. Begging. Yeah. <laughs> That's all. <laughs> How about you? <laughs> I think, thing is, I actually think that I want to include the thing that I love about literary magazines is that it feels like you have five, six books in one magazine. Mm. Like, cover. I mean, obviously, different magazines do different things. Mm-hmm. But it's just like, yeah, you, you're, you get to be transported to different worlds that don't get a platform in established publishers. Oh, absolutely, yeah. So I feel like if you really, if you want to read wide, more, more widely... I would definitely pick up. Yeah, a if you want to discover some new writers, you don't want to commit to just like buying a whole bunch of books. Yeah. Check out some literary magazines, read some stories, find writing that you like. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. What about you, Nancy? <laughs> yeah, I think I think one thing that we didn't necessarily speak about is the community element of mm. literary magazines as mm. well, because a lot of them tend to be niche in terms of their focus, which means you have a whole group of people who are interested in the same things as you. Mm. So I think a lot of the value from literary magazines come from, you know, the community and the the fact that you can not only read a story, but you have, you know, people ready to speak about the story as well. So thank you so much for tuning into this episode and thank you Nancy for joining us thank was, you for having me yeah you're our first guest yeah like, so honestly, much pressure I loved no, it though it was so fun we couldn't have had a better one like, honestly that was so much fun and so easy do you want to come back next week <laughs> I would actually love to <laughs> <laughs> right, honestly, thank you so much for making the time join us next week where we're going to be talking about problematic faves Ooh, yeah. yeah. Ooh. Tech, techie. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. We didn't even say Nancy, you, you're that. actually scaring me. <laughs> you guys are so messy. I love it. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's actually perfect. Yeah. Join us next week for the mess. I love it. <laughs>
That's amazing. In the meantime, you can find us on Instagram at the Stacked Pod. Please join our book community. Send us your book requests. We love, love, love recommending you guys books. And you can follow me, Amanda, at Amanda Afwa. And me, Zipora, at Black and Bound. Uh, so this has been Stacked. And remember to pick up a book. Bye.